Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today, but before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps. And that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course, direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff. Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop, CISSPCybertraining.com, and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Welcome to the Reduce Cyber Risk Podcast, where we give you the tools you need to meet your regulatory requirements while helping keep the evil hacker horde at bay. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to best protect your business and reduce your company's cyber risk. All right, let's get going. Hey all, welcome to Reduce Cyber Risk's weekly podcast. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm going to be your host each and every week walking through how to reduce the risk to your business. And the goal of that is, is that we want to, I've got many years of experience, which I'm going to go over here in just a little bit, but bottom line is I want to be able to give you the tools to reduce the risk to your business from a cybersecurity standpoint. There's so much that's changing, and in reality, this stuff can get super complicated, but I'll also beg to differ, it doesn't have to be. So we're going to make this as simple as possible. I like to make the joke about the fact is I've got about a third grade education, so I can only handle so much before my brain just seizes up. So we're going to focus on keeping this simple for you guys and so that you understand it. If you got questions as we go through this podcast, please feel free to add those in because realistically, that's how I can answer a lot of your questions is through any feedback you give me on the podcast. So a little bit of background about me. Uh, Basically, when I was a kid, I loved computers. I loved dealing with computers. And as old as I am, they're about the size of a small house when they first came out. Well, not quite that bad. Um, And so I used to have an Apple IIe and the Texas Instruments TI-80 or 80, something like that. And so it was just so neat that you could go ahead and 
put all this data on a cassette tape, hit a play button, and it loaded up a program. So I thought it was so cool. But I never would have thought that my life would have turned. The fact is now I'm dealing with cybersecurity from a standpoint of global businesses and how to protect them from being hacked and, and also meeting regulatory requirements that they may have based on the region they're in. So to get also as I went to school, I wanted to be an airline pilot. That's my ultimate goal was to be an airline pilot. So I went to school to be a commercial airline pilot. I've got my flight instructor's license. I've got my commercial license. And it was awesome. My ticket to fame was going to be flying a 737 for an airliner. Well, things change a little. That happens. But then I thought my best bet to do that was to go and join the military. So I did. And I flew B-1 bombers as a weapons systems officer for the B-1. I was based out of Kansas, did that, loved it. I mean, there's nothing better than screaming and around 600 miles an hour, 300 feet off the deck. It is awesome. It was a total rush. But like all good things, it's got to come to an end. And the same thing with this. It had to come to an end. So about seven years into it, my life changed dramatically. When what happened was is they came out and they said, you know what? The B1s are going away. Got to find something else to do. And I was like, oh, that's not good. So thought about being a truck driver. That didn't work out so well. Uh, thought about going and getting into insurance. That really wasn't my thing. And so what ended up happening was is a buddy of mine and myself thought, hey, let's go out and let's look and see what we can find. And so we found this mission that was starting up, and it was called basically red teaming. And the cool part about it was, was that I didn't know anything about it, but it looked sexy. It looked awesome. So as we dug deeper on this, we went and put the proposal to our wing, our, our military wing, and asked them, hey, can we do this? What do you guys think? And thankfully, some other people that were within leadership bought into it, and they thought it was a good idea. So we started up this information warfare aggressor squadron, and the purpose of it was to emulate the quote-unquote, air quotes, em, uh, enemy. And so what the neat part about that was, was that we would go out and we would hack into systems and we would act like the, an enemy of the United States. How would they do things? Well, you see in today's news, right? The Russians hacked this and the Chinese hacked that. Well, those are some of the people that we would emulate. And we'd be from a both computer security and from a physical security, which basically means is I could hack in and after I got done hacking in, I would break in physically. It was awesome. It was just, you, you couldn't ask for a better job that you could actually physically go in legally and break into a building. It was so cool. Uh, so I did that for about, it was about 10 years we ended up doing that. And it was incredible. I started off as a hacker, worked my way up, ended up being as in leadership. And eventually I ended up becoming the commander of this squadron. It's about 82 people consisting of both network hackers and physical penetration people. So a lot of the, the term that people use today is basically called red teaming. And that's what we would do against Department of Defense locations. It was incredible. Couldn't ask for a better job. However, like everything in life, everything has to change, right? All the good things come to an end. And you have to plan for that. So what I did was I planned for it in the fact of in 2011, I decided to retire from the Air Force. So I did. I put my paperwork in. But before I did, I figured, you know what? I had to learn. I knew how to be a hacker, and I knew how the government worked, and I knew how to break into buildings, which is really cool, which really isn't a skill you can totally use right now without really going to jail. So I don't use that anymore. But the thing was, is I realized I had to get experience with corporate America. 
So what did I do? Well, I ended up applying for a job with a very big multinational company. I mean, one of the biggest in the world. And I was able to get on as a security architect. They had no clue what the heck a security architect was. So I figured, well, I got to figure it out sometime. So I dropped my papers, told the bosses, I'm out. I'm going to go join uh, the corporate America and take it from there. They thought I was absolutely nuts. But I knew at some point I had to leave. And the best thing, the best advice I can give to anybody listening to this podcast is this. It's better to basically choose when you are going to leave versus someone choosing it for you. And that's what I did. I decided, you know what? It's time for me to get that experience. I'm still young enough where I can get that experience. I need to go and do it. So I did. I jumped out in 2011. I left the military and I joined corporate America. Starting as a security architect, it was amazing. I learned a lot. Honestly, I was totally clueless. Still am in many cases, right? So, and I'll also tell you that when it comes to this podcast, there's lots of stuff that I'll be honest, I don't know. And if anybody out there that's a security person that says they've got it all figured out, run away, run very fast because this stuff is changing so fast that so few people will really have a good grasp on all of it. And I'd be willing to bet nobody has a good grasp on all of it. So I started off as a security architect, did that for a few years, Moved my way up, became a senior security architect, got more responsibility, better uh, ability to work with the companies, and had more influence. Well, then an opportunity came up within the security operations center within our company. And again, multi-billion dollar global company, and they had a, a security operations center, typically known as a SOC, S-O-C. So you know what? I realized I have to go and do that because if I want to learn something else, and, and at this time, you got to understand, nobody really knew what is the career path, right, for what you should do in security. And honestly, there really is no defined career path. It's what you make it. But, but I, ha- I saw this opportunity to manage the Security Operations Center. Well, the Security Operations Center is basically the brains of all the security mechanisms that pump data into these brain. And it gets alerts and it says, hey, somebody's doing something bad over here, or this might be bad. You need to take a look at it. Did that for about a year. Learned a ton. Again, opportunities, when they come up, you got to jump on them. Even if you don't know what you're doing, just take it. Because at the end of the day, most people have no idea what they're doing. Especially in today's world, people make it up as they go. So if any, that's the only thing I go by. Is I make a lot of stuff up as I go and try to figure it out as I go. And you'll, if you do that, you'll be very successful. So then once that happened and I was no longer the manager, or I was the manager now of the Security Operations Center, I decided I did that for a year and an opportunity came up to work as a chief information security officer for one of these companies that's under the main umbrella, the main multinational umbrella. And I thought, you know what? I got to do it. I got to jump one more time. Again, didn't know what I was doing. Got to take it. Let's go. So I did. And I jumped to be a the CISO, the, C, the chief information security officer for this multinational company. It was awesome. And it is today. I still do it. Love it. Great company. Learn a ton. And we deal with manufacturing and chemical manufacturing. So there are requirements, regulatory requirements, compliance requirements. There's there's also all kinds of issues when it comes to uh, environmental and health and safety, EHNS. You know, plants can go boom. So you you learn so much in this space. I've dealing with intellectual property in the fact that this secret sauce of the 11 herbs and spices, you know, from Kentucky Fried Chicken, we have that. And so I have to protect that data. It's incredible. So there's so many opportunities in information security. This is a great place to be if you want to grow your career.
Also, one of my opportunities that I got to deal with as the CISO for this uh, multinational is I'm also the, uh, what they call it, digital marketing lead for this company. And I deal with all of our web presence. I also work on the fact that, you know what, how do we secure that from a secure development lifecycle standpoint, right? And so those are the things that I've been able to do. But the cool part about it is, is that I don't have a background. I don't have a college degree in computer science, but I've been able to get in a position where I've been able to get and move up within a company. And a lot of it, I'll be honest, comes down to influence. How do you influence and help businesses reduce their cyber risk? That's what I've been very successful at. And that's what I'm going to teach you on this podcast. We're going to have fun doing this because in reality, it's all about having fun because this stuff is super dry. If you want to go to sleep at night, all you got to do is listen to some of these podcasts out there about cybersecurity and risk management. You too can have your own cybersecurity risk management profile. We will help you build a cybersecurity program. Boring! That stuff is absolutely boring. It's mind-numbing boring. We're going to do our best to make sure that it's not boring. Now, I'll be honest, there'll probably be times when it might be boring. So if it's boring, you know what? Just put it on fast forward a little bit so I'm start talking like a chipmunk. Then it won't be as boring. So that's the cool part about this podcast. We are here with Reduce Cyber Risk to give you what you need to help you secure your business, to meet any requirements you have, maybe from a regulation standpoint, a compliance standpoint, or just the fact you want to protect your business. We're here for you. Finding cybersecurity people is hard. The purpose of this website and the purpose of this podcast is to help you bridge that gap. Give some of your IT folks or some of the people that are managing all of your security the skills they need to help protect your business. All right. So I hope you like this podcast. If you got any questions about it, any concerns, please feel free to help to read out, reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer any of your questions that you may have. Okay, so what are you going to hear from this podcast? We have a lot of stuff that you're going to get out of this podcast. We're going to have news. We're going to walk you through what is going on in the cybersecurity space, what is going on in the regulatory space. We're going to have content, tons of content that we're going to be researched and gone over, and we'll talk about it. From a training standpoint, I'm going to go over specific trainings for you on how this is going to play out, what you should be concerned about. One good example is Chinese cyber law. There's a, If you've got a business in China, you better pay attention to it right? If, if you've got business in the United States, we've heard about GDPR in the European Union. It's coming to the United States as well. It's just a matter of time. So we're going to go through all of those and we're going to provide trainings for you around these specific topics. I'm also going to have like what I call the pro tip of the week. And we'll have something for you on a professional tip that you can do to help reduce the risk for your business. Also, we'll have guests from different areas of the field. It may be somebody that is in the information security space. It could also be someone that's a business owner. It could be a vendor, possibly even. And and we'll have some of that. We're not going to have a lot of it, but we'll have some of it. And we'll go back and forth to kind of help give you some of the... Dang it. So what are you going to hear in this podcast? You're going to hear news about what's going on in the cybersecurity space, about what's affecting regulations, what's affecting your compliance things. You're also going to get content. We're going to have tons of content out there each week that's been researched and looked at on how to reduce the risk for your business. Again, it's goal is to keep this simple. 
I'm all about keeping it simple, but we're going to go through these and help you walk you through some of these, the different content that's out there and the training that's out there to help you secure your business. I'm also going to provide a pro tip, a pro tip of the week. And that pro tip of the week is going to be things that you can do and implement immediately to help reduce the risk for your business. That's the goal. Whether it's dealing with banking, whether it's dealing with how you have a, if you have to have a security program for your business, what are some key things to do? What is root cause analysis? If you ever get hacked, what should you do around that? How should you deal with it? What are some lawyers that you should have on your, on your Rolodex? Okay. That just dated me that you should be able to be in contact with in the event something bad happens. Those are some key pros that pro tips that we're going to give you guys on what you should do. We're also going to have some potential guests. And these guests are going to be from other information security professionals. They could be from business owners. They could be from vendors as well. So it's it's going to be a mix. We're going to see how it goes. We'll try to mix it up, keep it real, and keep it simple. That's the goal, right? Uh, and the, so you'll see more of these coming down the pike. You'll see I'll have our weekly podcast that it will be for you and available for business owners on how to basically reduce the risk for your business. If you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. Get Reach out to me either on my website. Go ahead and leave a comment in the, the iTunes or one of those other locations where we might have the podcast. Just please reach out to me. I'd love to help you out any way I possibly can. That's what it's about is reducing your cyber risk. All right. So if you got any questions other than that, we're going to call this podcast done. Put it in the record books. We're going to cancel her out and say that's it. But you'll be seeing some more releases here very, very soon. All right. Let's get going. Thanks so much for listening today, as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up to join my email list, and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to freeCISSPQuestions.com or CISSPCybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.